1: Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. And
0: I am Dori Shafrier. And you know what? We're not experts. We're not, but we're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And
1: today we are bringing you a, another episode of Product Recall. This is a weekly conversation where we dig deeper into the history of an iconic product and its impact
0: here on Forever 35. We are taking requests. And we love getting your requests. We're like
1: Rick D's.
0: And <laughs> the weekly top 40. <laughs> yeah, but for prods. <laughs> um, you can call or text those requests to 781-591-0390. And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. And we also list everything that we talk about on the show on our website, forever35podcast.com on Instagram at forever35podcast. And you can join the Forever 35 Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash forever35podcast. The password there is serums. We have a newsletter at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter. And you can shop our favorite products at shopmy.us slash forever35.
1: Okay. That's a perfect segue because the product that we're talking about today Uh Uh-huh. Is one of my favorite products. Okay. It's been talked about a lot here on Forever 35. Uh Uh-huh. And it's funny because when we did our live show and we each presented like our top three products, I didn't even remember to share this one. Wow. Friends. What an oversight. It truly was. But I think that tells you how, like, it's such an integral part of my life. Yeah. I don't even think about it. We're talking Mm. about Vaseline. Wow. Okay. I love Vaseline. If you have listened to past episodes of this show, and look, if if you you haven't heard me say this, I do not hold it against you. We have made a lot of episodes of this podcast. Yes. So you (laughs) could have, you could be tuning in for the first time today. You could have missed this discussion. I will let me catch you up to speed for my entire life. I have kept a tiny jar of Vaseline on my bedside table. I use it, I put it on my lips every night. I believe because a character on Doogie Hauser, I think it was Doogie Hauser. It was either Doogie Hauser or Growing Pains. The best friend wow. character said you'll have really soft, kissable lips if you put Vaseline on your lips. And this made such an impression on me that ever since then I have done this. Wow, I didn't know that this was your Vaseline origin story. It is. And I can't I for the life of me, I I didn't put this in my notes so i'm just speaking off the top of my head i now can't remember if it was doogie hauser's best friend or kirk cameron's whose name i forget on growing pains his best friend i don't remember his they name they both either. had like kind of italian american wisecracking bffs mm.
0: and one of them
1: talked about having kissable lips from vaseline
0: the the wisecracking italian american best friend was a real trope of the 80s and 90s Like Joey on Friends. Oh, yeah.
1: And also technically Joey on Blossom. Were they Italian? I don't know. But that character basically was like a wisecracking Italian-American. He wasn't the sidekick, but
0: like Tony Danza and Who's the Boss. Oh, yeah.
1: Real Hmm. 80s uh, giving us...
0: Like, I feel like that was that was like the 80s way of being, quote, unquote, ethnic. Right. I was going to say. Yeah. Just get an Italian in
1: there. Yeah. They're slightly <laughs> olive skinned. Oh, goodness. Uh, well, we're talking about Vaseline today, um, which is the brand name for white petroleum jelly. Okay. Um, petroleum jelly exists, I believe, in other brands. You could get a generic petroleum jelly, but... Vaseline is essentially like the Kleenex of petroleum jelly, Mm. right? Like Mm -hmm. the Xerox, if you will. Mm -hmm. And we're going to start, we're going to kind of take two roads of the history of Vaseline.
0: I I, I want to also say this.
1: There is so much that can be talked about with petroleum jelly that I am just skimming the surface of Consider the oil field the surface skim this is such a skim like i i honestly left researching this feeling overwhelmed wow yeah okay because it's just such a it's been around forever and it's in everything mhm so i don't even like i i, I we could do like a whole podcast episode just on petroleum jelly. I mean, a whole excuse me, a whole podcast series just wow. on petroleum jelly. I okay, think. okay. But let's start in 1837. Okay, take me back there. Okay, you're a you're a self taught chemist named Robert Augustus Cheesebro. No, and that's when you're born. You're born in 1837. Cheesebro. <laughs> I mean, I'm maybe it was not pronounced that way. <laughs> Maybe it was like Chesabrow, but I'm pronouncing it Cheese Bro. Oh,
0: Wow. That's quite a name.
1: Okay. All right. You're, and and you're, you live in the UK? Where do you live? You are born in the UK to American parents. Oh, interesting. But then as an adult, end up back in New York City. Okay. As a self-taught chemist. Born in 1837. Born in 1837. Yes. Got it. Okay. So okay. by the time he is in his early 20s, yes. he is a self-taught chemist. And he's making a living clarifying kerosene from the oil of sperm whales.
0: Okay, hold on a second. First of all, self-taught chemists...
1: It's very 1800s. It's
0: very 1800s, Like because I feel like the the corollary today is the, like, I did my own research people, but like... He might be that person. But like,
1: these people actually did invent things. <laughs> right? You mean these self-taught chemists? Yes. Well, you're going to find out like yes and no. Oh, okay. Like we are, like, can you repeat what he did with whales? <laughs> <laughs> what? So he was, quote, clarifying kerosene from the oil of sperm whales. So this is before okay. oil is a thing. This We were hunting down those sperm whales. Right, right. Moby and, Dick. Yes. Moby Dick style. And that's where we were getting and our kerosene. And
0: you could just like walk into a store and get oil for from whales? Like where is he obtaining this whale oil from? I I'm not, not expecting you to know the I answer. I'm just know. like throwing out these questions. Like... What is old cheese bro? Like, <laughs> what's he up to? What's he up to? Like in his day-to-day life, he goes to the local like
1: apothecary
0: and he's like, hmm, whale oil. Let me see what I can do with I that. I truly
1: did not dig deep enough uh, to understand the whale uh, oil industry.
0: I, 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 I'm not expecting you to. No, no, I know. To. But I kind
1: of like I could, I would be, I'm curious. I could hyper fixate on the whaling industry of the 1800s.
0: It is. I mean, it is fascinating. fascinating. Um. I just, I, I'm just curious, like, well, what
1: inspired
0: this? But please go
1: on. I'm guessing just like day to day survival. He was probably like, oh, here's a thing I'm, ca- yes, I, I have a skill yes, I've yes, obtained. Yes, yes. But here's what happens his job essentially becomes obsolete when oil fields are discovered in Pennsylvania.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Cause suddenly we've got this oil boom happening in America. And nobody needs Cheesebro, right? You know, clarifying that kerosene Mm -hmm. anymore. So it's 1859. He's 22 years old, and he basically takes his life savings, and he's like, "I'm going to spend it all on going out to Titusville, Pennsylvania, which is essentially where considered the birthplace of quote the American oil industry."
0: Okay, so I'm getting like some real there will be blood vibes here.
1: <laughs> A movie I haven't seen, but oh sure. Paul Thomas Anderson or I, the other guy. I don't remember
0: um, but it's I've I have seen it. Um, it is about yes, it's Paul Thomas Anderson. It is about the oil industry.
2: Okay.
1: anyway. We'll watch that as like fun research. <laughs>
0: it's not a fun
1: movie. <laughs> no, I remember it's just like, I just remember it's, men yelling, yeah, white men dark. yelling. It's dark. So he takes all his money. He's 22. And he's like, I got to go see what the fuck is up at these oil fields that everybody's talking about. And basically, I think, again, I'm projecting, but he was basically like, I got to figure out a new way to make money. Yeah. What's happening there? Yeah. What can I take from it mm-hmm. in order to survive? Mm-hmm. So we toodalutes some on out to the oil fields. And while he's there, he chats with the drillers who are working on the fields. Okay. And and he discovers, and they're using these like big ass machines to drill. So he's a real extrovert. I imagine (laughs) Cheesebro is just, yeah, he's chatting. He's a salesman. Like all of these origin stories, so many of them originate with a chatty white man.
0: Yes. You know, I'm really picturing Arthur, the character from Red Dead Redemption, the
1: video game. Oh, my gosh. This is another specific I don't know.
0: (laughs) But okay. Anyone listening who's played Red Dead Redemption knows what I'm talking about.
1: All right. Well, for those folks, imagine (laughs) Arthur. So while he's there, he starts talking to the people who are drilling. And he notices... Sorry. He's on an oil rig next <laughs> like, to a driller. Just, he just like wanders into an oil rig. Like, <laughs> I think so much of this history has been. Yes,
0: yes, Exaggerated
1: yes. through story. Like, who knows? I know. Right? Like, I,
0: and, I, and I'm like, I'm just enjoying picturing this. Like, oh, well, I'm just going to like. Sidle up to an
1: oil rig today. Yeah. Well, he spent. I mean, imagine what Cheesebro's feeling. He's twenty two. Nobody needs his whale k- kerosene anymore, right. and he's just spent all his life savings to go out to these oil fields. Like he basically yeah. is like, fuck it.
0: Yeah, he's got nothing to lose. He's got
1: nothing to lose, and only everything to gain. <laughs> so he's talking to these drillers, and he's noticing that on they they obviously have acquired a lot of like cuts and bruises mm. and burns and wounds from their hard work. <laughs> And he notices they've been putting gloopy ass goo that is a byproduct from the oil drilling that they are doing that like gets kind of stuck in their machines. They're just like grabbing it out of the machines and slapping it onto their wounds. And they're like, Oh yeah, it's this stuff we call rod wax. It's worthless. (laughs) I know that has a sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't put. Petroleum jelly on your actual rods, <laughs> folks. But they believed it healed their cuts. So this was essentially like stuff that was getting thrown away. It wasn't valuable. The okay. oil was what they were after, and this was this gloopy ass byproduct that would like clog up in their machines. So they would just like take a handful mm-hmm. and slap it onto their wounds. And Robert was like, "Oh, that's interesting." Dollar signs went off. <laughs> I'm assuming. This was
0: a cartoon. We would see like the dollar Light bulb moment. (laughs) Dollar
1: signs shooting off (laughs) everywhere. And they're like, yeah, we don't use this stuff. Take these buckets of rod wax. Like, we don't need it. It's free. Oh, I bet they came to regret that. Oh, my God. Right? (laughs) So Robert leaves with this stuff. Heads back to his facility i'm assuming in new york is like tiny little studio where he i was gonna say i mean this is like
0: this is like a you know a boarding house like yes like the the maybelline founders making (laughs) eye makeup on the stove of their boarding house well i
1: mean did you know that like early people mixed coal with petroleum jelly to put on their lashes yes i did that's like the connection here between these products totally so he goes back and this stuff is also like it's coming from crude oil. Like it's it's full of junk. It's not it it's not what we know today, a.k.a. white petroleum, which has been distilled and refined into this very clear white mm. gloop. But what he does is he spends the next 10 years tweaking the product and refining it and refining it until he gets something Similar to what we have today as petroleum wow, jelly. okay. And he calls it wonder jelly. And he believes he has... Not a bad name, by no, the not way. Bad na- no, not a bad name. And he believes he has this ointment that can cure wounds. Right? Mm. He saw it on the oil f- fields and he experiments on himself. Which, again, seems a little unhinged, but...
0: I mean, but also seems so like 19th century. 100%. <laughs> Again, like, nothing to lose. Ne- who needs a trial when I've got myself? <laughs> my one body. Yeah.
1: So, as we hear in these stories, no drugstores are interested in buying Wonder Jelly. So, Robert goes around selling it like to crowds. You know, he's like standing on a he's street corner. It. He's hawking it. And what he does in front of people is he would either burn his skin with acid or an open flame. Oh my God. And then put the Wonder Jelly on, claiming it would like heal his injuries oh my god and then he had the proof (laughs) of like past wounds that he had given himself to be like look my wonder jelly works now as we have come to know in time uh petroleum it doesn't actually heal Mm. but it's an occlusive so what it does Mm. is it creates a layer of protection so what these people were doing is they were basically putting on like a great band aid, a wound coverage right. that hadn't really existed before. Mm-hmm. So they were able to keep out like debris and dirt and other things right. that might infect a wound. Right.
0: So I feel like so many people used to die of infected wounds.
1: Yes. And still do. I mean, like, yeah. that is a real ass I mean, thing.
0: If you read Outlander, when she travels back in time, she's like, hey, Like, let's all like wash our hands. Like let's clean the nurse. Yes, she's a nurse from like the 20th century. And they're all like, What?
1: That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Tori. Oh my god. I do love that like little side story of Outlander. Where she like does bring like some medical knowledge, but she has to be like,
0: uh By like book four, she's like
1: growing penicillin. Right, of course. (laughs) So the like so what it's doing is basically also just trapping moisture, right. which is like what we know Vaseline for for today. And this is what I thought was fascinating. He is basically the original Sephora because he <gasps> used to give out free samples. And he apparently was one of the first of these types of salespeople to give out free samples. So he is like the first Costco. Well, he's also like a drug dealer. But in a good way. Of
0: course, but I'm saying that is a, that is what drug dealers do. They give you like... Oh, that's it. Yeah, they give you a touch. They give you a little touch and then you're like, ooh, that's good shit.
1: Well, I mean, that is how Costco has reined me in. Anyway, obviously, this product takes off. It's huge in demand. He opens his first factory in 1870 and he changes the name to Vaseline. Vaseline comes from the German word for water. Dory, what's that? Do you remember? Wasser? Mm-hmm. And the Greek word for oil, which is olean. Oh, by 1874. So like
0: Olestra.
1: <laughs> ooh, maybe. Yeah. I
0: mm-hmm. guess anything with
1: old. Yeah. Okay. By 1874, stores were selling over 1400 jars of Vaseline a day. Wow. And that is how we end up now to where we are with Vaseline basically in everybody's home. Like Vaseline is everywhere. So I just want to give you one more fact about Cheese Bro. Before we move on fi- on him. I really him. hope that's how his name is pronounced. I do too. And like I love the this is a real lo-fi uh, show, right? Like we don't know. Cheesebro, yeah. cheeseburrow. He ate a spoonful of Vaseline a day until he died at the age of 96. What? That is how much he believed in this product. What? I mean he again ate? eight. Eight. Oh. Again, allegedly. Like he's a bit he's a bit Ugh. of a myth at this point, right? But yes, allegedly a spoonful of Vaseline a day. On that note, let's take a pause story.
0: Okay. I am the first to admit that gift giving is not easy for everyone. It's taken me a long time to become like a halfway decent gift giver. But what I have learned is that the best way to win the gift giving game is to gift memories. Ooh. And you know how you do that, Kate? I'm I'm ready. I'm listening. The Aura digital Mm -hmm. frame Mm -hmm. preloaded with decades of family photos. We have gifted this to many people. And when you gift this, your family will love looking back on childhood memories and seeing what you're up to today. Even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating the frame with new photos. So it's really the gift that keeps on giving. It's super easy to set up. It takes literally two minutes. You download the app, you set up the Wi-Fi, boom. boom. You're good to go. Yep. We have given this to my parents. We've given mm-hmm. this to Matt's parents. Mm-hmm. Same, same. It's so easy because you can add photos from the app like anytime you want. And also like my brother has the app, so he can add photos from his family my sister has the app so she can add photos my parents also have it so they also add their
1: own photos that is one of the coolest parts i think of the aura frame is that everybody can contribute yes i love that about uh, we have two aura frames in our house i have Ooh. one in my office and yeah and one in our family room and my they kids have love it. do they
0: have the same pictures on them
1: no they have different pictures oh <gasps>
0: Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe I should get one from my office. I'm looking at a picture one, of my
1: children right now.
0: Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Putting that away for later. Store that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Aura app lets you share photos more securely than with email, which is what many other digital frames require. And also then you're not taking up your email storage. So win-win. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Forever 35 listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting auraframes.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code forever35 at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply.
1: You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like What it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation, you upload photos. And like within a few weeks, I had done a consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing! And that is how I became a tretinoin gal. I love the tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is too. only available to forever35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click get started. And then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, look, I don't know about you, but when I hold on to some negative feelings, it really starts to impact my day to day. Mm. I get a little snippy and short with the people in my life. Things start to really feel overwhelming. And look, it's just generally not great for me or for the people that I am interacting with. And I do find that my time in therapy is a real safe space to get those things off my chest and figure out how to work on and work through things that are weighing on me Mm -hmm. or maybe weighing on you. For example, like I have actually really been working on mindfulness in therapy.
0: Oh, nice. nice. Yeah.
1: Easier said than done, but that's the work, right? Like just learning about kind of I'm like really creating a breathing practice and paying attention to my physical body and my feelings. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and to learn productive coping skills. If you're thinking about trying therapy, try BetterHelp. It's convenient and accessible anywhere because it is 100% online. All it takes to get started is filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you're not vibing with the therapist, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forever35 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forever35.
0: I think it's safe to say that we have suffered through bras. We've been uncomfortable in them. We've Ugh. devoted whole episodes to finding good ones. But I'm here to say enough is enough.
1: Enough, enough. I've I mean, Tori, have I ever told you, have I ever told you what I did in college when oh. I needed a bra to wear with a fancy dress? What? I cut the top of pantyhose and then I duct-taped that to my chest. Oh, sounds uncomfortable. Because I I didn't have Honey Love when I was in college. No.
0: Well, we are here to say no more being uncomfortable. No. No. With Honey Love's bras, you will wonder why it took so long to make something so comfortable and so supportive. There's no underwire, but through some kind of wonderful magic, they managed to not sacrifice lift, all while making it in a fabric that's so comfortable, you barely know it's there, especially the crossover bra. I wear one of these almost every day. I'm wearing one right now because it's so comfortable and it easily fits into my life. But if you like a breathable and versatile legging, Honeylove has you covered on that front too. Plus they have tanks, shapewear, and their V-bra that has molded cups still without the underwire to keep Mm -hmm. you from getting that dreaded uniboob effect other more relaxed bras tend to give you. So treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com/forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. honeylove.com/forever. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we send you. Treat yourself to honeylove because you deserve
1: it. Okay, so I want a record scratch. Okay. The quote discovery of petroleum jelly because cheese bro was not the first person to discover
2: it. (gasps) What?
1: And as with so many of these stories Mm -hmm. that center a white man, the real credit for discovering petroleum jelly goes to indigenous people. Mm. Mm -hmm. Because... People living in this area of Pennsylvania, centuries prior to the quote, great American oil boom of the 1800s, which is happened in Titusville, Pennsylvania, they were creating oil fields as early as 1410. Whoa. Yeah. So it was the Seneca people who lived in this area. And I... Found a credit like on Wikipedia to this book, which I then took out of the library. The book has a name that I do not love, which is called Indian Givers, How Native mm. Americans Transformed the World. Okay. So that is cringe. Yes. But this book, and I only read like a couple chapters, but it, it, it details so deeply the ways in which indigenous communities around the globe mm. Are not just the discoverers of so many like medicinal items, skin and body care. And those are just the chapters I read. I'm assuming this book covers all of it, but like didn't just discover it, but like put it into action in extremely advanced ways, which then were trampled and taken over by folks like Old Cheese Bro. So this area in Pennsylvania was known as oil Creek because hmm. the oil like black crude oil would bubble up from the water and like collect on the top of the water. Wow. And so, uh, the Senegal and other indigenous people I imagine, who lived in the area, uh, I, I wasn't able to get a ton of information on this, but this is what I gathered. They would essentially like skim it off the top of okay. the water. Okay. And but they were also actually creating oil pits that have since been like found and studied by archaeologists. Oh wow, okay. So even though like Vaseline is credited to Cheesebro. Yeah, he is not the originator Mm. um the seneca were using it to quote apply to human and animal skin to protect wounds stimulate healing and keep the skin moist and they also used it to lubricate the moving parts of tools whoa i actually have never really learned much about the rise of oil in in america Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and so this was really interesting i thought this was really interesting to me um so yeah, I just wanted to make sure we were clear about the actual origin story. Thank you, Kate. Um, and I don't—I did not do too much research into like the rise of petroleum jelly mm. because it's so vast. It's, yeah, it can be found in so many products. Yeah, beyond just Vaseline. Like Vaseline is just what's called pure white petroleum, hundred percent white petroleum. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's literally in everything and has been used for everything and has had a pivotal role. Like I believe in both world wars, like it's just, it's such a storied product yeah. that it, it could take like hours to kind of go decade by decade in the way in which Vaseline has expanded. Totally. So I just want to kind of like, dilute us forward to 18. Excuse me. I wanna toodal, <laughs> I wanna dilute us forward to 1985. And just share okay. a TV ad and the ways in which Vaseline was being marketed. Okay. It's a quickie. Okay. Vaseline! Vaseline, the wonder jelly. Super skin,
2: smoother, gentle makeup remover. Mm. A diaper rash preventer, dry line quencher. Vaseline, Vaseline, the the wonder Wonder jelly. Mm. Guards against the wind, smooths
1: away the sun, takes a bite out of burns, soothes chafing on the run.
0: Vaseline petroleum jelly, quality you can trust to smooth, soothe, soften your skin in so many ways, so many places. No wonder it's Mm. called Vaseline, Vaseline, the wonder Mm. jelly.
1: So they're still using Cheese Bros. Original name for it the wonder, the wonder jelly. jelly yes
0: also i just want like, <laughs> to like do you remember i think it was sun in that I, and i played a commercial that was like that had a, a really bad like white people rap <laughs> from mean, the 80s
1: there was so much of that in the there 80s there was so much so much vaseline vaseline the wonder jelly
0: yeah <laughs> It's catchy, I will it say. It sounds like an aerobics
1: workout. It does. It does. Well, and uh, if you watch the commercial, I mean the the song really says it all, but if you watch the commercial, I mean it really it's number one all white people, but two, it's like, you know, a person slipping into an aerobics shoe and a person in an aerobics headband. <laughs> I mean, that was the that was the life. So, oh my god. The point I I want to make is that Vaseline is in a ton of or excuse me, petroleum is or petrolatum is in a ton of products yes. and Vaseline is marketed and used for all sorts of things. Like I have family members who have used it for skincare. People use it to enhance their eyelashes, mm-hmm. diaper rash. I use it on my lips every night. If you can think of it, I think people have probably used Vaseline for yes. it. And one of the things that has kind of come up, I think in our more recent discussions about Vaseline on the podcast and kind of in the, like the skincare world, especially as I think the rise of quote unquote green and clean beauty mm. is not just the safety of Vaseline, but also its connection to fossil fuels because it is a byproduct of mm-hmm. fossil fuels, right? Like mm-hmm. it's the byproduct of drilling for oil. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to touch on this and just kind of give a couple folks opinions about this um also like what is petrolatum it's a mix of hydrocarbons kate what are hydrocarbons i don't fucking know and honestly i don't i don't think i'm ever going to understand i read a bunch (laughs) of things on it but my brain doesn't wrap around Uh, what that means i don't know hydrogen
0: look i'm no chemist you're you're no (laughs)
1: self-taught chemist chemist. but look, that's what it is. It's hydrocarbons. Google it and someone way smarter than me will tell you about it. So I found this newsletter called Skindy, which I'd never heard of. And they had a really interesting piece on petrolatum. Okay. And here's their kind of like what I kind of felt like was a somewhat cynical but realistic take on it. So I'm just going to kind of quote quote what they say. So it's a complex mix of saturated hydrocarbons de- derived from petroleum, a crude oil, or mixture of oily liquids found in geological formations beneath the Earth's surface, which is obtained by drilling. And then they note, this is where the question of sustainability and environmental concern stems from. Did you know that petroleum is refined and converted to thousands of products, gasoline, fuel, plastics, detergents, and then and that petrolatum, as well as mineral oil, are one of the natural byproducts of the refinement process. So whether you like it or not, it's created by default. And if the cosmetics industry doesn't put it to good use, then it just gets thrown away. So they go on to say, describe Petrolatum as, quote, a cog in the wheel. They're basically saying like, hey, we're drilling. We're already drilling. It's going to get made no matter what. Shouldn't Mm -hmm. we use it for good? I think you need to go a step further yeah. and examine whether like, like dig into the fossil fuel industry. Now this is not a fossil fuel podcast. No. We're not going to do that. No. But obviously <laughs> the environmental impact yes of this of which petroleum is a whether it's a byproduct or not, it's a part of, totally. right? I think it needs to be addressed. It definitely needs to be examined and I think a lot of people are raising good questions about it. So Another kind of part of the conversation is folks who've raised the raised the issues of PHAs. PHAs are and I'm I'm now I'm also quoting a really great article that I found on the Zoe report.com, oh, sure. Rachel uh-huh. Zoe's website.
2: Yeah.
1: So they really I'm going to link to this cuz this is such a great explainer of petrolatum. So PHAs are polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, a naturally occurring chemical compound found in crude oil, which are considered to be carcinogenic. Mm. So that is kind of like when people raise red flags about this. And there is a lot of discussion about the safety of petrolatum and like, yes, yes, yes. It, like the FDA and European Union and Canada, like everybody has different kind of POVs. Mm-hmm. But what we use, like this petroleum, petrolatum that we're putting on our faces from Vaseline is so refined.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Okay. That dermatologists, like I found so many different kind of like, is it safe articles? And while they give all the caveats and like share the kind of conversation around it, and I'm sure someone is going to weigh in on this, mm-hmm. right in and weigh in, and I hear you. But like the general argument is that these things fall like the petrolatum that we're getting in vaseline is is so follows like such a strict guideline for refinement right that the amount of pha in it is like
0: negligible exactly okay
1: okay so look up to you i don't want to say Do your own research yeah, like cheese bro do your own research that's not what i'm saying but i am uh, saying like i want to say like i hear you yes if you yes, have expressed yes, yes. concern yes. and i also do especially the environmental impact i do think yes. is the most kind yes of important thing to note yes but uh i did uh, before we take another break i just want to play uh, a quick clip from a video of you know youtube star dermatologist dr dre who many people <laughs> do you know her You know, Dr. Dry? Oh, (laughs) no. She's an oft quoted derm, um, and she's like very viral on all sorts of platforms. Okay. Um, And she has a really, she's very pro Vaseline, which I found a lot of dermatologists are. Oh, interesting. Um, Okay. I just want to share this. She has a a 20 minute video on Vaseline. Okay. And, you know, she says it doesn't clog pores, it's non commodogenic. I can never say that word. Um, but here's her just take on the safety of it.
2: Why else do we love Petrolatum so, so much? Well, it's been a part of the U.S. pharmacopoeia since the 1880s. It has such a long-standing history of use and safety in dermatology. And there's a lot of fear mongering amongst the clean beauty uh, marketing against Petrolatum that is not substantiated whatsoever, you guys. I, I oh. am here to reassure you that yeah, she comes in Petrolatum, whether it be Vaseline or any other generic brand, is so, so safe. As a matter of fact, it's one of the safest things you can put on your skin, and here's why. It doesn't get absorbed into the body whatsoever, and also, it's what is referred to as non-sensitizing it does, unlike the majority of skincare product ingredients, petroleum jelly or petrolatum does not bind to any proteins in your skin. And that's really good because when ingredients bind to proteins in your skin, then your immune system comes in and says, Hey, what the heck is this changing things up? I don't like it. And it mounts what's called an immune response. And
1: okay, I'm going to pause this there. We'll link to the whole video if you want to really get deep. But I just thought like... But she's basically like, "Uh, no. Yeah. She, again, comes in hot. She's just one person. But I wanted to share her point of view. All right. uh, We're going to take a quick break and come back and just talk a little bit about slugging before we wrap up.
2: Great. Mom
1: deserves better than a drugstore card. So if you are on board with petroleum jelly as a product mm-hmm, to put on your body, mm-hmm. then you might consider slugging. Now, slugging is another practice that has been around forever, but mm-hmm. it's like hot because it's being talked about on social media. And I just wanted to share like some slugging best practices.
0: Great. So what is
1: slugging? Uh I believe the origin comes from Korean skincare, and it's the practice of essentially putting one final layer mm-hmm. of an occlusive ointment onto mm-hmm. your face to essentially trap all your products in. Right. And I like to think about it as like, have you ever seen a house that's getting exterminated for termites? Okay, with the, like the tent. They put a big tent over yes. it. so none of the fumes yes. get out. <laughs> that is how as a visual like a person who needs a visual, that is how I think of slugging. Oh, interesting. Okay. So people slug with all sorts of things. Petroleum jelly or like Aquaphor. Aquaphor yes. is petroleum jelly but it has other things in it like lanolin, which some folks are allergic to. Mm. So like again, find what works best for you. Yep. Um, yeah. Um <laughs> and before we talk a little bit more about it, Dory, let me just play this one TikTok because this person has is very strong feelings about slugging. Okay. Listen, bitches on TikTok are lying to you and since de-influencing is now a thing um, we need to stop fucking slugging unless you live anywhere near the arctic circle or anywhere where it could possibly snow you don't need to be fucking slugging I've seen videos of bitches who live in the tropics putting so much petroleum jelly on their skin and then going to bed when the humidity is at 100% I'm like, bitch, that's disgusting <laughs> but I die. don't get me wrong Vaseline, Aquaphor, the CeraVe oh healing ornaments God. and the Plus bomb are great products especially if you have a compromised skin barrier but most of you bitches don't What you are going to get are clogged pores and milia. And then you're going to try to exfoliate the hell out of your skin, which is definitely going to compromise your skin barrier. And you're going to end up where you started. All you need is a good occlusive moisturizer or a very, very small amount of any of these four products on top of all of your other products. Listen, Okay. Do you not love them? Uh, Yes. So they make a great point, which is... For slugging, a lot of derms on TikTok use this Vaseline stick that I had never seen. Okay. To slug, or you use a pea sized amount. And if you watch some videos on TikTok, it's people loading their face with like heaps of Vaseline. Oof, no. So if you are going to slug, you wash your face, you do your skincare, you do your moisturizer, pea size amount. That's it now you went through a slugging phase. I like to slug. Okay. Yeah, and I again like I love Vaseline I have it on my face right now Oh. Just I was like i'm just gonna rub it on my eyelids just for a little shine just a dab. Yeah I put a I put a tablespoon on one eyelid Oh, Just kidding <laughs> uh, I do like slugging and I, I think you know, it's interesting Like dr. Dre and her video was and other derms that I was watching were like it's not gonna clog your pores but other f- people are like, it give me Melia under my eyes, like, oh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, like, do without that what you will. Mm-hmm. We are all individuals with different skin. Yeah. But I do think if you want to kind of, you know, protect your skin barrier really get those products in and not let anything mm-hmm. else in but, but do it on clean skin because if you're right. otherwise you're trapping the dirt on your face yeah remember yes, exterminator yes, tent. yes yes and dory that is that is what i could muster on vaseline listen you mustered a lot there i have a lot of links that i will be sharing on our website if you want to dig deeper by all means share with me your thoughts. Again, I want to be clear that I take no stance other than I use Vaseline. Right. I got to say, I like it. Okay. Well, everyone. And I have a big jug right here in front of Dory. I'm going to put a little bit on my lips right now.
0: She's doing it, everyone. She's doing it. I love
1: it. Mm. Dory, thanks for for this journey with me.
0: No, thanks for taking me on
1: it. It was a pleasure. Thanks,
0: everybody. Bye.